and all my papas. Uh, my name is Benjamin Chulo Cholak, uh, head professor of philosophy at Princeton University, uh, here to welcome you to episode 101 of I Learn Nothing, a philosophy podcast for idiots. Uh, sitting across from me uh, is my black hole of a student. Uh, <laughs> just sucks all efforts sure. <laughs> deep, deep within his... <laughs> My black hole. <laughs> yeah, his, his that is my brain. Dark hole. <laughs> my brain his, his is black and dark. <laughs> oh, it's deep, baby. <laughs> Pat Dean here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah. Well, you wanted to shout out all the mamas and the papas, and I'm here to shout out all the childless losers that listen to this podcast. <laughs> Way to go, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you were baptized. Otherwise, you're going to hell. I hope so. <laughs> This is a Catholic podcast we're operating here. Yeah, our uh, thing about, uh, you know, we are sponsored by the Knights of Columbus. Yeah, that's right. The Knights of Columbus. They sponsor us. <laughs> uh, uh, the Knights of Columbus, if you're not Catholic, they are the uh, they're kind of like the faith militant of, uh, of, the, of the Catholic uh, uh, faith. Yeah. They are, are actually armed with crossbows uh, and long swords, <laughs> all of which have been blessed by uh, the Pope. Yeah, the the Knights of Columbus are sort of like a a, uh, a spaghetti slurping version of the Freemasons. Yeah, kind of in a in a way. <laughs> oh, I'm secretly forming governments over here. Hey, oh, hey, yeah, uh, that's a uh, that's a nice uh, that's a nice society you got there. It'd be a shame if something happened to it. It'd be a shame if there was a crusade. I'm just saying. <laughs> ben, do you consider? Do you think that we are currently in the middle of? A crusade, a oh. cultural crusade. You and me, we're here to take on the sickos. We're here to demolish evil. <laughs> no, I don't think we are. No, no. I think uh, if anything, we're we're propagating the uh, uh, the arbitrary and uh, insidious philosophy of relativism oh. by by giving voice to various opinions that are not. Uh, holy Western, huh. <laughs> to be honest. So what you're saying is that <laughs> this podcast is against uh, the God. Um, yes. <laughs> That's not good. I mean, I would say it's definitely against the God of the Bible. Hmm. The, the, the God of the Bible, who is petty and small-minded, <laughs> would <laughs> so not are like we. this podcast. <laughs> so are you and I. <laughs> just two petty, small-minded people. <laughs> That's not... Hi, well, I'm I Pat. Hope... I'm petty and small-minded. <laughs> Where do I see myself well, in yeah. five years? Hmm, I don't know. I don't know, Keep but I hope ass. it's exactly where I am now. Hey, Pat Dean, how the hell are you? I'd love to work at your uh, Chuck E. Cheese. Where do I see myself in five years? Well, hopefully with one bullet in my brain. Jesus, Pat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> my favorite answer to that question is Mitch Hedberg's answer, 
which is uh that <laughs> which is like uh uh where do you see yourself in five years it's like celebrating the five-year anniversary of you asking me that question <laughs> <laughs> ah, i'm sick of following my dreams i'm just gonna, <laughs> just gonna hang out and catch up with them later yeah <laughs> um well Poor yeah Mitch. What? I said poor Mitch. Oh, okay. I thought you said poor bitch. You know, he got arrested here in Austin for having, uh, I believe, heroin at the airport. That's pretty illegal. <laughs> yeah. That's like, I was going to say, if you said weed, I'd be like, that's bullshit. And then you said heroin, and yep. I was like, all right, okay. <laughs> heroin is notoriously bad for you. <laughs> um. Well, first of all, speaking of things that are bad for you, I'd like to shout out uh, the, f- the few Patreon subscribers who publicly commented on twitter oh that i should eat my vegetables (laughs) telling you to eat your vegetables we've had a couple interesting online interactions where lately where it's people (laughs) telling me to eat my vegetables or people almost dying in car wrecks because they wanted to take a photograph of a somebody's license plate which just said six nine six 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 i mean that's pretty cool y'all know we salute you and i'm glad you risked your life for us but um i guess i would say probably don't do that yeah i mean i don't i doubt the guy unless was, it's funny in which case keep doing it i doubt the guy was also smoking a blunt uh therefore representing 420 nice uh but uh it'd be a lot cooler if he did yeah that would have uh. been tight <laughs> um well bitch everyone tweet us photos of you listening to this podcast while smoking a blunt <laughs> if you have fast food with you i want a photo of that too yeah the first five people to do that win uh the sacred heart of jesus award from the island nerfing podcast <laughs> yeah. the first ever sacred heart of jesus w- award. what if we change all of our tiers on the patreon to just like different saints oh <laughs> uh, who would be like the lowest one do you think probably oh. like the saint of fishing or whoever that is oh or maybe it could be saint irenaeus which is deal he's the patron saint of the internet what? <laughs> I've told oh, you this I think before. we've talked about this. I told yeah. you this before. He's the patron saint of the internet. But, like, what else? Is that it? Well, he's also the... Ba- like, that's what's funny about when saints. When did he die? Like, um... Oh, man. You're gonna... <laughs> you're gonna hate this. What? I think he died sometime in, like, 300 AD. Okay, so he <laughs> knows nothing about the internet. He probably writes WWW first before he writes in a he's, fucking... He's one of the fathers of the church, I think. Which is like, which means he's early. <laughs> yeah, what does that have to do with the internet? I don't know, man. I don't know, but I remember reading it. I remember because, like, I, I that is so lame. Well, so as a as a dilettante, as a as an intellectual dilettante, yes, um, I get like randomly like hyper focused and interested in random things, and then I forget about them. Like, <laughs> but so there was this period, this very short period in my life when I was really interested in like the saints. <laughs> Catholic saints, yeah, and like what they were patrons of, because I think okay. that, I find that that whole concept fascinating. It's honestly. very, yeah, it's 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 very like, much a trade off. Yeah, it's with, like, with pagans. Yeah, it, it is. It's a co- it's a cover for like basically when we when when I was about to say we we when you and I were <laughs> you were and I, worshippers we, of pagan we're, gods. Yeah, right. When we were bearing witness to Christ's love. Yes. <laughs> Back when ancient Rome was still kicking ass, taking names, taking names, taking pagan names. Yeah. Um. But uh, the way that the that the church spread, that Christianity spread, <laughs> or how how it made the the whole religion palatable to the pagan nations of Europe, heritage not hate. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. 
they did it by like basically hiding the fact that it was a monotheistic religion by by adding a couple like sweeteners to the deal, you know. Nice. Like like oh, you want a fertility goddess? Well, here's the Virgin Mary. Isn't that crazy? She gave birth without even smashing. Oh wow. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh oh, you want you want some other gods to cover the 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 rest of the pantheon that we're replacing? Well, here are these saints. And they have these powers, right? Like this guy, <laughs> this guy. He's he's the he's the god of the sorry patron saint of the sea. Uh, this guy's the patron saint of the internet. What's yeah. the internet? You'll see. Yeah, you'll see. You'll see. It was about two thousand oh years. Oh my god! Oh my god! Will you see? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know about Twitter? Or well, what it is? It's it's when you and your friends get in arguments. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then you hate each other. You become mortal enemies. That sounds great. Yeah, and then in a certain way, you cease to exist yeah. when it ki- when they kick you off. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what is the internet? Well, it's a way for everyone to get really angry at Jake Flores. <laughs> oh. Everyone's so angry at Jake. It's so funny. Oh, why is everyone mad at me? Oh, I woke up from a nap, and people want to kill me. Uh, <laughs> I'm gay. Uh, I'm gay, too. Uh. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of gays, yeah, uh, we're wrapping up a two-part series today. Oh yeah, um, part t- part adieu. Part adieu. Yeah, parte dos. See. Um. Yeah. Part zwei. I Cinco. guess. I don't know how you. I don't know how you say part in in German. Um. It's probably Maybe like, there's no word for it. Geschweigen Um. That's how you say part. In Maybe German. it's kind of like how you know that the Japanese have like an extra sense of like taste or whatever. Umami. Oh, okay, yeah, they they don't have an extra sense of taste. Sure, they do. No, they no no no, <laughs> not as human beings because that, that starts. <laughs> Pat, there you're getting into a bit of race science, <laughs> which is kind of your thing. Yeah, as a race scientist. But I thought they had yeah as a as a confirmed race scientist. <laughs> I kind of thought you would know that. Well, so. Because I wouldn't say that they and only like only the Japanese have this like like this like extra sense of taste. I think they, they do. J- no, 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 no. They gave a name to another taste that we all have oh. that we haven't really described before in our languages umami. called umami. Yeah, umami. Because yeah. you can taste umami too. It's not oh, like umami. <laughs> That's why they started calling it that. Yeah. Because what happened was there was this Japanese dude and he took a bite of food and he went, "Oh, umami!" <laughs> he just screamed it. Everyone was like, "Huh." Yeah, he sounded American. Yeah, it was very reason. odd. Ooh, mommy! And then, then he left, and no one ever saw him again. No one knows who that <laughs> yeah, man was. He ran over by a bus. He, he left in and was hit by a bus. And the bus took his body out of the city, so no one ever Actually, found him. Yeah, it, it, took it, it took it out to the shores of Seattle, and then it stopped very abruptly, so that the body <laughs> went, flying into, went the flying into the sea. And it was eaten by a shark. Yeah. And everyone saw, and so many kids were traumatized. Yeah, that's the legend of Umami. And as he was getting eaten, he was like, oh, daddy, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, mommy. Yeah, that's how Umami works? I think. I mean, I read that somewhere. I could be mistaken, but. Yeah. We should do, why don't we do a Patreon episode about Umami? Oh, God. I don't even, I don't what know. What we did, you know what, you, you, like, you've, actually, you've brought this up, this possibility up several times about how <laughs> I may be making up these philosophers. Yeah. Because you wouldn't know the difference. I don't ever, <laughs> I, do, I don't double up. check. I mean, why would I? <laughs> I mean, you could do, when you flip the script, right, in our, in our Patreon, um, th- by the way, folks, just $5 a month. Five crisp $1 bills gets you. An extra episode a week. Every week. I teach Ben about whatever the H I want. 
Uh, and then I go to work immediately afterward. Kind yeah. Of <laughs> immediately an odd afterward. little ritual that we have on Saturdays. Yeah. It's Saturdays a Saturday. are, are good days because that's when we record. Usually we record our Patreon. Then as soon as it's done, I go to work. And I just know I got two fucking shows ahead of me. And then I'm coming home. Yeah. In the wee small hours of the morning where it seems like nothing matters and that's okay. You know? Yeah. Sitting down. To a home cooked meal. First <laughs> pull off of that fucking drink you have when you get off work. Oh, yeah. And you sit in the absolute silence of your apartment and you think to yourself, things will never get better than this exact moment. And then you fuck it up by going to sleep and waking up. <laughs> that moment is worth everything in the world to me. And then you fall asleep. Do you always fall asleep? Well, I mean, I, I tend to sleep every night, yeah. No, I know, but I mean, do you always fall asleep in the middle of that moment? No. I savor that moment because it lasts only a few seconds. And okay. then I watch The Sopranos. Okay. Why is The Sopranos not included in that moment? Because it's the moment where, you, where, where you're like, oh, I'm off work and I'm home. Oh, okay. Then I just watch The Sopranos and get gradually more depressed and then go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. So you actively engage in an activity that makes you sadder. Oh, no. That show doesn't make me sad. Just, you know. So what makes you sad? Yeah, just existence. <laughs> Good Lord, man. You know, sitting there. Your moment's gone, and you realize that life is really just a bunch of bad moments, and then occasionally there's some good moments, and then you go to sleep. Then you wake up, and you're like, well, I guess I'm doing this again. How many bad moments are you having? Well, I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I think it does, actually. Last, I think it's really important. <laughs> last, I totally, fr- I had a vague recollection last, you know how I don't drink, but I had a vague recollection <laughs> yeah. last night of uh, ordering Uber Eats at like 3 a.m., and then... I woke up this morning and I, not this morning. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll call it morning. And <laughs> I was like, man, I wonder, did I do that last night? I was like, I don't think I did. That's good. That would have been dumb if I did that. And then I got an email where it's like, hey, we tried to deliver your food, but we couldn't. No um, refund. And I was like, yeah, why would I get one? I oh, they didn't out. refund it? No, dude. If, I mean, I ordered it. I fell asleep. It's my fault. Yeah, but did they at least leave it outside or they something? Called, no, they called me. Ah, uh, that sucks. I had an answer. Go to sleep. <laughs> but I mean, you, know, you can't just leave food outside. I mean, a fucking animal will get at it. Sometimes they do, and then so what? Fuck that animal. I mean, I'm with you. Uh, here at here in Cuck Nation Studios, at I Learn Nothing, we say fuck the animals. Well, if they're going to be shitty enough to eat your food, if they're going to tear through a paper bag and get and get through the styrofoam into like whatever the fuck it is you ordered, yeah, then they deserve to die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fair enough. Wait, so hold on. So who who are we talking about? Okay. Do you remember at all? <laughs> we were yeah, talking this guy about was like a, this guy was like a total bitch, man. <laughs> um, no, well, he's kind of the opposite of a bitch. Actually, he was a bitch. I mean, he was, I mean, he was he like was, a he was sassy an, little piece of he shit. He was he <laughs> was sassy as hell. The thing he said, I think he's probably the sassiest philosopher. The thing next to next to Nietzsche, I th- I'd say he's the sassiest philosopher. The thing about how and someone tweeted this at us, he <laughs> fucking like told the people that they that at his fucking uh his thesis defense thesis defense he told yeah. the people don't worry you won't re- like under you won't understand this ever and they yeah. still gave him a passing thing is insane yeah then someone on twitter referred to him as having big dick energy <laughs> which you said you had never heard of before oh no well, i had i'd heard In of that, that term context, before rather. i have never ever 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 heard anyone <laughs> refer to a philosopher as having BDE, okay, or big dick energy. Big dick energy. 
um, until until this guy. But it's absolutely true. This guy had big dick energy. <laughs> really? The biggest dick. Yeah. So we're talking about my main, my bottom bitch. You're number one. My number one. Uh, his name is Ludwig Wittgenstein. So last episode, episode 100, um, I saved him for dessert because, uh, ooh, he is a piece. Um, I, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I, uh, we, we talked about his life. Um, and so to recap his life and what it was about, <laughs> wait, wait, what is that again? <laughs> no, what, what the Lanalax episode. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> the, the Lanalax, it was when I had stolen a book that you wrote, you died. Oh yeah, that's right. That, that was the name of my autobiography. <laughs> it, it was called my life and what it was about <laughs> the worst name for any for any autobiography. This is a story about my life. Yeah. Well, this is what if it was just the the entire thing was written like like the uh, theme song to Fresh Prince. It's just this is a story ah. all about how my life got Man. upside down. It's funny because <laughs> like humor and comedy It just is... stops halfway through the song and then it just goes into prose about just me and my life. Humor and comedy is the best thing in the world uh to me, but it also is a double-edged sword. Because when it's done um, like really badly, mm. I want to kill myself. Okay. Uh, like I remember there was this thing where you remember when uh, you know the actor Will Smith of yeah. Independence Day fame. Yeah. So after he and David rescued the world, David, uh, what they what he did is he ended up playing the genie in in goddamn Aladdin or whatever. You Wait, what? yeah, but how? So what <laughs> that happened was, was right after that was like. I mean, a year ago, a couple decades later, but yeah. So ba- he did some <laughs> stuff in between. I'm not saying no one's saying he didn't, but my point is that every like there were so many things on Facebook of people doing parodies of the Fresh Prince song, but it was about being a genie. Yeah, and I wanted to. I want. I read like seven of them in a row, and then I said, "Huh, that's interesting." And then I walked into uh, Cut Nation Studios, where we record, uh-huh. and uh, I got as far away from the TV as I could. Uh-huh. Then I ran towards it as fast as I could and uh, smashed my face into the glass, <laughs> and it hurt really bad. Yeah, and there's not a single crack on the TV. It's a pretty hard TV. <laughs> I just went whenever you're things just bleeding. You're just, just bleeding so much. Yeah. All there is is a smear of blood on the, on the TV, but no yes. crack. No, 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 no. And, but then it's that or like on Twitter where it's like I just remember years ago, goddamn LeBron James, the basketball player. Yeah, they were playing. <laughs> I know who LeBron James. Is. Okay. <laughs> you know, you know the basketball player. <laughs> Where like okay yeah the, I'm familiar. Uh, there the, he was playing against like some team and the air conditioning stopped working uh-huh. inside the stadium the stadium inside the arena which yeah. like that's a little blatant what you're doing but okay and so uh yeah, so they were like oh I guess Miami can't handle the heat <laughs> and everyone tweeted it and I wanted to again I, I wanted to uh, find a sharp blade and swallow it. Oh God! I wanted to swallow knives until I died. Okay, but when it's done well, I like it. <laughs> Humor. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. It's not when it's not even about being about bad. It's about being uninspired. Because when I sure, see yeah. a bad stand-up comic, a lot of times I find it very funny. 
But if it's just like, hey, my girlfriend, who? Right. If it's what, formulaic, what a bitch. Predictable. Like, all right, whatever. Yeah. But like, well, no. you know who? You know who loved a good joke? This guy. <laughs> this guy, Wittgenstein. Yeah. Like he didn't. See, it kind of seemed like a so, uh, <laughs> kind of a prickly puss. This guy. Dude, he had the prickliest puss. Um, so this guy, he was known as being a fan of a good joke. <laughs> really? But, yeah. But all of the jokes that I've I've heard that he likes or whatever, they're all like very very old timey, dry, like British jokes. Do you remember? <laughs> it's like, like I uh I walked across the Seine the other day and I saw a clown. He looked at me and he cried, and I thought, hmm, saucy chap. And like that's the whole joke, and I'm like, what? Yes, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get the joke. It's a very dry joke. <laughs> that's the most British joke. I, I, I wrote. A, I wrote a really British joke the other night. Oh yeah. And I, I can't. I don't know if I'll ever say this on stage, but it was. Um, yeah, I was reading this. Uh, this thing in the news. Um, these guys robbed a bank, and they got away with uh, ten million dollars. Uh, but on the way out, they they shot three people. Wow, I bet they must have really needed the money. <laughs> that is a very British joke. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty British. I, mean, I don't know if it'll work on stage. <laughs> we'll find out. I mean, I'll, I'll try it. I don't give a shit. People will no. This country will not get it. I guess they just needed the money. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> well, so this guy, we uh, we talked about his life. Do you remember much about his life? This was literally just seven days ago. You can do it. <laughs> Do you remember anything? Hold on. Do you want to hear one more joke? Sure. Are you just reading? Wait, are you reading British jokes right now? No. Off the internet? Well, yeah, I, yeah I'm reading jokes <laughs> off the internet, but uh, a Jewish man is shipwrecked on a desert island. He's stuck for years. Using materials from around the island, he builds a house, a store, and a synagogue. Eventually, he's made a whole neighborhood. One day, he's rescued by a passing ship. The sailors help him collect a few possessions and get ready to leave the island forever. Just before they leave, one of the sailors says, hey, why'd you build, build two synagogues? And the man rolls his eyes. This, he says, pointing to one building, is my synagogue. And that, he says, pointing to the other, is the one I would never set foot in. <laughs> okay, that's pretty funny. I love jokes. Dude, okay, so... That's one fun thing about the Sopranos. Is that they tell each other jokes all the time. It's really strange. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> one day this uh, little Jewish kid runs up to his dad and he goes, Dad, can you loan me uh, $30? And his dad goes, $20? What do you need $10 for? <laughs> well, that, that was our new segment, Joke of the Week. <laughs> joke of the Week. We each find a joke and we tell it to you. We have a lot of segments, but... Yeah, we have a ton of segments. Uh, that we do like... twice so then just don't ever do again. Um, yeah. Anyway, so how about this segment, uh, the topic that we're here to discuss? All right, I guess. <laughs> we have to. Yeah, okay. So this guy, uh, just a quick recap of his life. Born in 1889 in Vienna, Virginia. Um, he, uh, <laughs> Vienna, Austria. Yeah. Uh, he was the, <laughs> no, uh, th- uh, three of his four brothers committed suicide. <laughs> Because of, oh, right. Because of the pressure that because his father. Because of how shitty their dad been. Yeah. yeah. Dads <laughs> Royal Tenenbaums. fuck you up, man. They <laughs> yeah. really will. Yeah. Yikes. The Royal Wittgensteins. Yeah, they dads were. Dads and moms. <laughs> yeah, dads and moms. Should we just so, get rid of all dads and moms? I feel like. 
They always like screw things up. Yeah. <laughs> no gods, no masters, no, no gods, dads, no, no moms. <laughs> no dads, no moms. <laughs> um, I don't know how well that would work. It might work. What if it worked like surprisingly well? <laughs> I don't know. Then the whole family weird. unit's destroyed. I mean, the whole family unit's destroyed, but then it's it's like Logan's Run. Everyone yeah. who's 30 but is actually, murdered. You know, I actually recall <laughs> you saying that when they uh, legalized gay marriage. I remember you saying... Me and Ben were at a bar and did they, not like, say this. They were like breaking news. I did not say this. You can be a gay guy and get married or whatever. And I remember Ben <laughs> thinking, That's, "Well, really? Is that was that the headline? Was that what Dan Rather said? Yeah. And if then, you're a gay guy, you can get married or whatever. Yeah. And I remember Ben going, "Well, there goes a family unit." And I was like, "Huh? Well, was I wrong? Well, I mean, no one's saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that, you know. Anyway, um, <laughs> but I, I I said that in the context of it being a good thing. Oh. oh, yeah. I'm pro gay marriage because it does destroy the family unit <laughs> <laughs> and the family unit needs to be destroyed. Can you imagine going to like a gay rights rally and you're like, I am for gay marriage. I was like, yeah, and you're yeah. Like, because it ruins the family unit. And like, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. And they'd be really uh, mad. Chung. Yeah. Uh, you would have a gaggle of angry gays. <laughs> a brunch of gays just br- after me. A brunch of gays. I hate brunch. <laughs> I think brunch is such bullshit. It's so annoying because you got to wake up early, then you drink until two, then you just fall, you just go to sleep. Like it's just fucking. Yeah. Hey, here's some eggs. Do you have nineteen dollars? Yeah. Well, I did. <laughs> Here you go. I guess. Here's the thing. I actually like brunch food. Like eggs- brunch food. You can get brunch food anytime you want. Eggs Benedict. You can get that at any goddamn. Yeah, I know. Di- I know. I diner. know you asshole. But it's fucking. I don't brunch think you food. do. It's brunch food. Okay. No one ever gets fucking eggs Benedict outside of brunch. I usually. have. Yeah, you have, but you're a fucking degenerate. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> There's this place in Brooklyn because I used to live in Brooklyn. When Ben uh, lived I in li- Brooklyn, I everyone? lived in Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> hey Ben, you want to go get something to eat in Brooklyn? In Brooklyn, uh, there's this place called Tom's Diner, which is the. And the Tom wants to kill me. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's another another business owner that, that just wants, wants to murder, murder Jake, Jake Flores. Flores yeah. <laughs> But there's this place called Tom's Diner, which is actually the inspiration of that song, whatever. And isn't that the inspiration for um, the Seinfeld Diner? Am I right? Or is that am I insane? Because the Seinfeld's Diner was called Monks, but I believe Tom's Diner, it's the the. It was the Tom's storefront. Restaurant. This is Tom's Restaurant. Does it? Yeah. But this is well, maybe it's not Tom's Diner. I don't know. This is just two shitheads arguing about what a diner's called. <laughs> no, Tom's Restaurant. You're right. Okay, yeah. So this other place is called Tom's Diner, and they had the the best eggs Florentine you've ever had in your entire life. That shit was good as hell. Anyway, so little Lukey, uh, this guy Ludwig Wittgenstein. So he uh, he he grew up under mountainous pressure. <laughs> To live up to his father's uh, ideals. Certainly seems like it. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, three of his brothers committed suicide. Um, his one other brother fought in World War One, got his arm fucking blown off. Uh, and oh, Lord. And was in uh, <laughs> what sucks is that before he went to war, <laughs> um, which is crazy, a, fr- a crazy phrase that like, you know, people could just go to war. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and come back. War like, happening. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, oh, this is my brother. He's uh, he's back from war. Where was he at? Oh, he was at war. Um, <laughs> like where at? All of Europe. Yeah, oh. just like yeah, just Europe. You well, know, good thing we'll never. Oh, do you that. know, several fronts. Good thing we'll never do that again. <laughs> don't, don't. God, yeah, the war to end all wars. <laughs> Not quite, <laughs> shitheads. 
Um, but uh, he was a concert pianist before he got his arm blown off, and so was despondently depressed for several years until um, <clears throat> thank you Protestant woke ethic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, gang. Thanks, dude. Uh, uh, correcting me on this uh, was written a special sonata just for his like disability, basically uh, called Concerto for the Right Hand or for no the? Concerto for the Left Hand uh, by Ravel. That's the that's the composer Ravel. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so anyway, so this guy uh, Wittgenstein, he. Uh, Started with aeronautical engineering in Manchester and then got confused by numbers. <laughs> like, what are numbers? Like, <laughs> No, like, literally, I don't get, understand. Well, so, yeah, kind of. I mean, like, that was kind of the, the whole situation. Um, it's not that, like, he couldn't do math and he couldn't manipulate numbers to get the answers that you needed. But, like, and you, you admit this yourself in the last episode. Like, when you start thinking about it, what the fuck are numbers? <laughs> Who knows? Like, what is that? I don't know. Why is like, why is two two? Like, why is the word two? Why does that mean that one thing that can be applied in several different ways? I don't know. And it is, I guess, not upsetting, but I I can see how it's annoying to people. Learning you see how language. it's haunting. Yeah. <laughs> and like, wouldn't you want to? When you think about that, do you ever like try to pursue that <laughs> until you figure it out? You're like already laughing at me. Yeah, no, I just go, well, <laughs> that was weird. And move on with life, baby. That's all you okay. can do. So to put you in the mindset of Wittgenstein, imagine if instead of you so easily kind of casting that worry aside and being like, well, I guess I'll just never know this. Uh, imagine if instead you took this route, you went, hmm, if I don't understand this correctly, I'm going to fucking kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> um. If I think one of the biggest questions that people ask about Wittgenstein and his philosophy is, um, and his life is, what is your problem? And <laughs> hey, uh, what the fuck is your what the deal? fuck is your deal? What is your problem? Hey, bro. <clears throat> okay, so uh, he had a very very thorny personality, and he was very very single minded when he pursued these these questions, like what is what are numbers, but not just that, but like you know how how does our language capture meaning? Uh, how are we able to mean things with our words? Uh, how does logic work? Like when you say, um, you know, uh, all men are mortal. Socrates is a man. Therefore, Socrates is mortal. Socrates. Right? Socrates. Yeah, sure. When you think about that, like that makes logical sense, right? It follows logically. But why? Why does it like why? Why does that like wh how does that work? Like, why is it that way? You know, why are people mortal? No, 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 no. Like, why? Why is it that when you have this premise, all men are mortal and then you have this other premise? Yeah, it's a new bit I'm working on. Socrates is Socrates is a man. Have you guys ever noticed that all men are mortal? Therefore, Socrates is mortal. <laughs> OK, that's a deduction, right? Like, how? why is why is it that you can guarantee that conclusion from the premises? Because that that conclusion is guaranteed. It's guaranteed. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. But, like, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you can, it follows, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. Like, if I guess that, but when you're saying, why is it like that? I don't, I don't even really get what you're asking me. Okay. So that's actually kind of a good point because that's sort of his problem, Thank too. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Ooh, mister. Oh, uh, mister. Um, 
So wait, so say that again. You just said, like, it doesn't really make sense why you're asking that. I, yeah, I don't even understand why we're even discussing this, frankly. Okay. Well, What are you, what are you doing in my house? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> what are these microphones? God, what if I just, yeah, I just had, like, early onset Alzheimer's and no one Anterograde knew. amnesia. Yeah, and I just am doing this podcast, and every, like, 20 minutes, I'm just, like, yeah. horrified. It's like, what is this? <laughs> Whose cat is this? Yeah, where am I? Where am I? That happens to me sometimes. Uh, if, where am I? Uh, where am I? Uh, that happens to me if I get like super stoned. Like every once in a while, I'll just kind of sit like I'll take like, a huge rip of drugs. <laughs> yeah. And then like I'll have a moment where I'm like. Where you pass out and you scare your two friends. <clears throat> where I just kind of sit there for a second. and I'm, Especially if like if like it's dark. Like if the lights are out. And I'm just sitting there smoking weed in my bed like a fucking piece of shit like i'll have a moment where i'm just like where am i and then I'll, and like in my head i'll go well you know this happens to you a lot well, not a lot but you know this happened to you before are you serious no not a lot but i'll go you know this happened to you before so just chill a second wait you don't there, remember go, where you oh, are right yeah for like three seconds that's too long because i'm fucking high on weed man no, I've never been so high that I forget where I am. Well, you're a fucking lightweight. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like you're the lightweight. No, it sounds like I'm a cool guy who makes great choices in life. That's really scary, Smoking Pat. weed in the dark. <laughs> fucking rules. Also, one time Pat smoked so much weed mm. that he passed out in front of me and Aaron, and we were worried that you were dying. Like mid-sentence, <laughs> if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, mid-sentence, you just kind of like, your eyes glazed over it and you passed out. That was really scary, you well, son of a bitch. That was my body telling me that I have to go to sleep, and you have to an- you have to listen to your body, Ben. Ben, listen to your body. Your body. I want to listen to your body, Ben. I want to meet you where soul meets body. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I've been listening to so much Death Cab, dude. Yeah. Like my whole life. <laughs> okay. This guy would probably love Death Cab. Actually, I think this guy would probably hate Death Cab. There's a tear in the fabric. Of your favorite dress, <laughs> and I'm sneaking glances. Sing along. I don't know this song. Looking for the pattern in static. Shocker! I don't. I don't really know that much. Death Cab for Cutie starts to make sense. Longer we're at it. Remember? <laughs> no, I just told you no. I don't remember that song. Every lines lead. Ooh oh, ooh oh. Guys, if we get 10 more uh, Patreon subscribers, I will record a Death Cab for Cutie tribute EP. Do you remember? Can, can you name any, like uh, more than three of the new fake tiers that we keep coming up with no. for our Patreon? No. Well, we had we one about so many. We had one about Noel Waghorn. Oh, yeah, that's right. If you. Yeah. If you. What is it? If, if you, you donate ten dollars a month, I think we, we're going to change the tier to like. No Waghorn Truthers or something. Yeah, where it's Waghorn like, Truthers. Where it's like you, so you get an, a bonus episode a, a, a week, and you finally learn the true perpetrator the truth of who did nine eleven. It was Noel. No Waghorn. So anyway, we're at I believe forty nine right now. If we get fifty nine, if we get an even sixty subscribers, I thought we were at fifty. Well, I don't know. If we get to sixty subscribers, it doesn't matter. By the end of September, I'll record a a Death Cab tribute. EP, a five-song Death Cab tribute EP. Okay. That or I'll be- just do, a, I'll just, or I'll just record Transatlanticism in its entirety. <laughs> I fucking love that album. I don't give a shit. Who knows? Okay. So Can we get Death Cab on the show. Do you think? Do they'd be? A- I don't know. Are they still a band? Yeah, still dude. around? I, I mean, I guess. 
Okay. Well, anyway, so this guy, uh, 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 Wittgenstein. Sure. So he's concerned with these questions of primarily meaning. How does logic meaning uh, and uh, like language map onto the world? Okay, that's like his primary uh, uh, like concern. Okay, and when he says the world, he means not just like the physical world, but like the the facts of the world. Okay, so again, we went through his life. And we'll we'll kind of go into a, a couple more things that happened in his life because this guy's life was nuts, and also there's a lot of really funny a- anecdotes about him. Nice, <clears throat> but uh, in terms of his actual philosophy, we should actually talk about that because we didn't do too much of that in the last one. Um, the first book he writes, okay, this is he writes this book. He starts it in Cambridge where he's studying un- under uh, you know Swing Dick Russell, uh, B- Bertrand Russell. Uh, sleep with your wife, Russell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that dude loved having sex with other people's wives, um, <laughs> and he loved having sex with women who loved fucking people other than their husbands. Yeah, uh, that's a good point to point yeah. out. Yeah. Um, man, no one gives a shit about marriage. Well, no. So I wish these guys would stop fucking everyone's wives i mean calm down fellas that's actually one of the main things for why bertrand russell and wittgenstein stopped being friends so oh right because he looked down on his womanizing yeah wittgenstein was a big he was kind of a a bit of a prude and kind of like a big moralist he was very very interested in, in like acting correctly right and like being true to your word and so like marriage obviously where you you know exchange vows <laughs> In he, front of God. In front of God. We knew this guy. <laughs> he took that shit seriously. Well, I knew this fucking guy, this Greek gentleman who... who Where Bertrand Russell did not take it seriously at all, apparently. This guy, <laughs> Bondali is his name. He was uh, this... Greek, well, he still is a Greek guy, but he was this Greek guy who lived uh, like two houses down from us. Okay. Our families are... are well, still are good friends. Uh, but uh, they... <laughs> one time, he was going to like do business with this guy. Then he found out that the guy like... Wait, he was going to do business with what guy? Just some guy. Okay. And then he found out that the guy was, like, cheating on his wife. So okay. he just refused to do business with him. And he was like, you took a vow in front of God. And they were like, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I okay. mean, he, so this guy would, would, would really get along with my Greek neighbor growing up. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, probably. Bondali. But his American name was, like, Pete or something. Fucking suck. Wait, is Bondali his first name? He's Greek, yeah. He's, he's from Greece. What was his last name? Hoppin' Papadopoulos? <laughs> Bondly Hoppin' Papadopoulos. <laughs> the last name didn't, doesn't sound very Greek, so I don't know. But that is, uh, those are my neighbors. Then when there was another guy. Those are my neighbors. <laughs> they had a beef with the other neighbor in between us because one day they just saw him, the other neighbor, like in between, just in their backyard looking around, and they were like, what are you doing? And he's like, nothing. And they didn't get along ever since. <laughs> okay. Kind of weird. I don't know what that we have. Well, I I, either, either. We have either no idea what he's is, doing. Uh, yeah. Either that guy is way too paranoid or they're not sharing the full story of what the guy was doing in the backyard. Who knows? Maybe I've, the guy was doing something shady back there. I can't imagine what he was doing. I don't know. His name was Buzz. 
It was Buzz Aldrin. It was Buzz Aldrin. He was staring at the sun. Yeah, he was just <laughs> trying staring. to figure out how to get up there. <laughs> he was going, "Yeah, I know we can do it because we went to the moon, and the moon doesn't look like it's that, it's that far from the sun. So I'm pretty sure we could do it." And then Bondali was like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "What?" And he's like, "Are you cheating on your wife?" <laughs> what? What a comedy of errors. What a ride. <laughs> yeah. The McLean Hamlet was. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Adventures of Burnham Wood Drive. Burnham Wood Drive. The, the street <laughs> I grew up on. Yeah. Okay. Well, so back to Wittgenstein. So let's talk about this fucking guy. Yeah. So this guy did, refused to do business with Bertrand Russell after he found out that he cheated on his wife. <laughs> um, Much like Bondily Hop and Bapadopoulos. Uh, so... Okay, but that's not part of his philosophy. So his main philosophy is this. Uh, he has two phases in his philosophy, okay? He wrote this one book called The Tractatus Logical Philosophicus. <laughs> which, what? Which last, last episode I told you the name of this book, and then you go, I don't, I don't want to learn about this. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. I liked him up until then. Okay. So that was the first phase, okay? And then he, in, in that phase or whatever, it was like after he wrote that book, he, he declared that he had solved all of the outstanding – problems and philosophy wow he basically was like I, I fixed philosophy we're done we're done here pack it up yeah. and then he moved to austria where he became a school teacher after solving philosophy after solving philosophy what a smart guy yeah he was a very smart guy Solved philosophy uh got fired after hitting a kid after mcphersoning a kid <laughs> um after pulling it what i like to call a rich mcpherson a rich mcpherson yeah and boy it was it rich <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so he you're expelled. You're expelled. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> did I ever tell that story? Um, I might have. Maybe. Well, you should tell it. Well, so basically, <laughs> when I was at, at the, the heights, <laughs> the, the 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 boys' school that me and Ben met at under harrowing circumstances, <laughs> the school where where Ben refuses to admit that he was like victimized, and now Ben was like Ben, but not about, like that. No, not not in a sexual way, but definitely in a violent way. Well, so yeah, this which one time... if you're doing violence against children, I have to assume there's a, a, a slight sexual. <laughs> I'm not saying that's what Rich McPherson did, of course, but well, he did punch a kid in the face. He did punch the kid in the face, and he also did this. He walked into our class one time, I guess, just like to kind of like take a look. <laughs> and it. we weren't. I think it was like a some sort of like study hall or something, because we weren't doing anything. It was something like that, and then um, uh, he um. He goes up to my fucking desk. He sees that there's um a uh, thank you a uh, a piece of paper crumpled up next to it, <laughs> and he goes, "What's that?" And I'm like, "It's a piece of paper." He's like, "Pick it up," and I go, "I go, it's not mine." Just like that, because it wasn't. Like I didn't put it there. I didn't throw it. It objectively was not yours. It was not mine. Like I was telling the truth. And like I you guess... told the truth to an adult, and here's what happened. <laughs> he goes, he flipped my desk over, yeah, and then he goes, "You're expelled," <laughs> and he grabbed you. Yeah, um, well, he like kind of grabbed me like out of my desk, and then he flipped my desk over, and then he goes, "You're expelled," and then he left. He stormed out of the room after that. With you? No, 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 no. He I left me he... there. Oh, no, no, he no. He left me there. That's and even then... more confusing. Right, 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 right. That's what I'm saying. So I was I was standing there with my desk overturned, <laughs> in piece of shocked silence. The no piece, one knew what to the say. The piece or of do. paper was still on the floor, <laughs> and so I ran after him, and I was like, 
wait. Hey, what? Uh, that's not like an uh, an open ended thing. I'd like to know. Yeah, <laughs> like, can you tell me if like I'm actually expelled or not? And then he was like, I was, I think I was like probably crying. <laughs> well, how could you not? Baby? And I was like, am I expelled? Like, please don't expel me. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'll pick up the piece of paper. Well, <laughs> and then he goes, fine, you're not expelled. And then he fine. stormed away. Wow, what a nice guy. And then I, I walked back into the room, and then everyone was like, are you expelled? And I was like, no. Well, yeah, you also walked in very calmly. It was very funny. You just came in and sat down, and like we were just kind of all sitting there. And then finally somebody was like, you expelled? And you were like, no. <laughs> like, no. No, why would I be expelled for that? But we all thought you were. You thought you were. Well, he I thought, thought I was. That's the thing, and it's because it was an adult who it was an adult who ran the school. So it is ultimately his decision whether I get expelled or sure. not. And I was like, because there was a part of my brain which is like rational, and it's like surely I'm not expelled. But then the lizard part of your brain. Well, there's the lizard part of my brain, which oh, was hated like hated lizard people. Yeah, which is like this guy is an authority figure, and like if he says I'm expelled, that means I'm expelled. <laughs> ben, I need. Here's what I need from you. Okay. I need you to take a moment and acknowledge how you have been betrayed by authority figures when you were in your formative years. I yeah, mean, you, sure, you started I was. going to school there and when you were what, 12? Yeah, I was and 12. And you left when you were like 17, 18, and the entire time you were let down and victimized by these men. <laughs> And you refuse to admit it. Then I'll just be like, yeah, I got a, a book thrown at me all the time. And it's like. I didn't get a book thrown at me all the time, though. You did. No, I didn't. There were books thrown. <laughs> but they this weren't at is, me. They weren't at me a, because I was good at Latin. <laughs> this is a that depends what your definition of is is moment. No, I mean, books were flying towards the air at me and I dodged, but they didn't hit me. So I'm Ben. So I'm therefore, 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 I'm Ben. I'm ben. <laughs> yeah, Ben has been uh, a victim of trauma for I feel like probably most of your life, really. If, if you really break it down, yeah, I would say probably you most have of my been life. traumatized severely <laughs> by uh, the people closest by to me? the people that you depend on and trust the most, <laughs> and it explains a lot about you. And it explains about it kind of explains you know your struggle with self worth and self esteem, and it's because. You don't know how to accept love or attention unless there's a book being thrown <laughs> at your fucking head. That's the only thing you cared about was dodging not having a book thrown at your I don't fucking know. forehead. I don't know. I don't know. I don't forehead. I don't know. Oh, my forehead? Forehead. <laughs> it's Jorge's head. It's, it's your forehead. cousin's head. <laughs> um, I don't know how to accept love unless I'm declining a fucking Latin noun. <laughs> Puella, Puellae, Puello. <laughs> orum. I remember yeah. Orum. Orum. That I think, means, I think that's, yeah. that's plural, right? It's plural genitive. I know that there was us, E, O, um, O, E, Orum, Is, Os, Is. There you go. Yeah. But I think that was like the fifth declension. That I was know. the first. That was Latin the second declension. That was the second declension. so bad. It is <laughs> probably the worst language there's ever been. Okay, probably. It's terrible. It's just... Can you imagine that people spoke that language? But there's so much to it. An empire. Like, what's funny about Latin is that, like, if you can, if, if like, if you know basic Latin and you see a Latin sentence, like, you can kind of, you can figure it out, like, because you go, oh, well, this is probably whatever. But, like, sure. it's spoken out loud. I just don't see how you could do that because there's so many, like, declensions and, and fucking, like, 
Well, that's the thing. That's stuff. what we talked about in the Chomsky episode. That shit gets internalized when you're learning it as a little kid. Hmm. It's because you have your brain is opening up to this to this whole system, and you learn it really quickly. It's internalized. You're basically memorizing it. Just a bunch of hairy men wearing undershirts speaking Latin. Just fucking awful. Ranting about hairy you know, men wearing undershirts. A la- yeah, Italian men. Oh, okay. For some reason, I was thinking of like Carl Brutanen and Alowski, or whatever. What is his name? <laughs> Brutanen out of Oh, from, uh, from, from Aqua, from Aqua Teen. Teen. Um, I don't know. I don't. I didn't realize he had. We're walking down that aisle, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched that show in a minute. I loved that show. That show was really good. Um, Space Ghost, same thing. Yeah. Hey, do you think I'd get more respect or less respect if I started? Dr- <laughs> if I started drinking out of a coffee cup that said Mister Beefy? <laughs> For a while, that was just my my. Uh, answering machine message on my cell phone. It would just it would be, just be clips from Space Ghost. <laughs> I guess I just thought it was funny. Yeah, well, it's a funny show. Okay, <laughs> we have to focus. Okay, so he writes this book called The Tractatus Logical Philosophicus. <laughs> oh right. Oh God. Okay. Well, so first of all, how let many me... times was that book thrown at you? You fucking never, man. I wish that book was thrown at me because it's like it's like super thin. Yeah, it's like it's oh, like okay. this thin. Um, I just want everyone to know that Ben is in denial about. Is trauma okay? Fine, maybe I am, but that's not the point right now. Well, <laughs> I'm I talking about a lot about else. you. Okay, so this book, the Tractatus. All right, <laughs> I already <laughs> forgot it was called that. Yeah, <laughs> he writes this in. Um, uh, it's published in 1921, so he starts writing it in Cambridge, and then World War One breaks out, so he volunteers for the Austrian army. Nice, which is the yeah, opposite that was, side. That was nice one. Oh, yeah, no, it's the opposite side. So he's fighting against England. Wait, why? Where he was just at school because he's Austrian. Oh right. Yeah, <laughs> so he goes and fights for the Austrian army. Um, Big mistake. Kind of. I mean, kind of, but not really. Like, first of all, he, uh, I think, becomes a captain. Uh, gets several awards for valor. Um, <clears throat> gets taken into a prisoner of war camp, and that's where he finishes the book. You know, how weird must it be to be like, oh, the, look, look at all these medals. It's like my my grandpa won all these medals in the world in the in the war. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, really? It's like, well, why is it everything in German? It's like, well, about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Uh, yikes. So luckily, so World War One pre-Nazi, pre-Nazi. Exactly. World War One. It was it was a little different. You could be you could still we do things a little different around here. So, you know, it's Hi, really we're World War One. <laughs> <laughs> We like to <laughs> we like to do things a little differently around here. Hi, we're World War One. We have not fun. all Germans are bad in this one. We have fun <laughs> while we're at war. You know what's really fucked up? What Ben? Uh, there were a lot of Jewish veterans who fought for Germany in World War One. Well, yeah, who were then murdered in the Holocaust during World War Two. Yeah, Oof. because Hitler was like, "Oh, you fought for Germany? Doesn't count. You're still Jewish. Hey, Fuck you." I know that like you. Risk your life for this country, but yeah. I still kind of don't trust you. Yeah. Hi, Adolf. Hitler. I know you literally, <laughs> you literally, literally risked your life. Yeah. Okay. Oh, but I'm literally Hitler. So yeah, I'm literally Hitler. How and- many times do you think he ever said, uh, "I'm literally Hitler"? <laughs> hey, um, <laughs> hey, how come you didn't? How come you didn't tip very well just now? Uh, I'm Hitler. <laughs> Is it because it's so funny. If Why'd you, you run that red light? I'm literally I, I, Hitler. I don't know. I don't know if you <laughs> can tell from this mustache, but I'm literally Hitler. <laughs> uh, yeah, hi. I'm not a Hitler-like figure. My name's Adolf 
Hitler. <laughs> so, um, okay. So fuck off. Um, if first of all, if Hitler <laughs> said that, then I would have to give him a couple points for self awareness. Oh, because sure. that's crazy. Yeah. That would be like if he if he knew like in 1944 or something like later on, he'd be like. Look, I'm literally Hitler. I'm literally I'm, Hitler. I'm I'm surprised that you're surprised at my behavior at this point. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, you know, and I would be like, "All right, touche. Good point. Well, yeah, <laughs> you're self-aware. I still, you know, disagree with the yeah the majority of actions." Okay, so first of all, the way that this book is written, it's written in these in this like point by point sort of uh, structure. So there's like, uh, it goes one. And then there's one sentence. And then 1.1, there's another sentence. 1.12, there's oh, another sentence. Oh, weird. Like this. The whole yeah. thing is written like that? The or whole just... thing is written like this. So Why? Like, do you see this? Yeah, can I see it? Can you talk? Yeah, it? so it's just this part. The part, the part. Oh, just the beginning. The part that says, no, 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 no. So this book that I have that I'm showing you right now yes. is a collection of his works. But so the part that says, <laughs> I mean, I know you know how to read, but just to be clear. Sure. The part that says Tractatus at the part at the front here, yeah. at the top here, that's the, the book. So just kind of flip through it. Uh, you fucking the, reading rules, dude. The structure is he has basically these very fundamental propositions that are numbered. So it goes one, and then there's a sentence. Then there's 1.1 1. 1 that sort of elaborates on it. 1.12, 1. 1.2, 1. 1.1123 or something like that. All right? So the structure of it is uh, – do you want to read one out loud? Because <laughs> you look like you found one. <laughs> Yeah, uh, 4.023. The proposition determines reality to this extent that one only needs to say yes or no to it to make it agree with reality. It must therefore be completely described by the proposition. Proposition is a description of a fact. This sucks. <laughs> It's the worst thing I've ever read. I was, yeah, I wanted to know what your what you what your thoughts were. I I knew you would hate it. Well, I just it just doesn't. It's one of those books where you read it and you just go, I don't even, I don't. What are you trying to say? Yeah. What the fuck did that mean? Okay, so it's really interesting that you frame it that way because it it is okay. You you might hate this or you might like it. I really don't know. So his own introduction to that book is he basically says I'm outlining the fundamental rules of logic and since you're outlining the rules of logic which, I think logic rules which dictate which dictate what you can and can't say the things that you can say about the rules that tell you what you can and can't say are going to be necessarily vague right or necessarily really difficult to understand because you're running up against the limits of language does that kind of make sense like yeah. you're, you're talking about the rules of language if you're going to talk about the rules of language using language, you're going to kind of run up against these walls, right? And it's going to be really difficult to explain them in descriptive ways. So, and he knows this. Would you say that they were wonder walls? <laughs> so anyway, here's wonder wall. <laughs> no, but he, um, he, he's so what he's basically saying, or what he's trying to do, is he's outlining these these facts about logic, uh, which are necessarily difficult to do descriptively so his introduction to the whole work is he says look a lot of this will be very difficult to understand if you're thinking about this as like substantive sentences about the world because these aren't sentences about the world this is sentence these are sentences about logic or about 
how logic works to map facts onto the world or whatever. Okay. So he's saying <clears throat> the point of me outlining this in words is not so much to say something. It's more to show something. It's to show you how you're not going to understand the substance of these sentences. You're just going to, if you read the whole thing and you sort of digest it in the right way, you'll sort of understand more by seeing than by reading how this shit works. Okay. So it's already getting kind of mystical almost. He's almost saying it's, it's almost, I, I, he's, he's starting the whole process by being like, I am, I understand that this will be difficult to understand by reading it. You sort of are going to have to understand it on a more holistic level or in a more mystical level. Okay. <clears throat> so, let me just kind of summarize this by the 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 bookends of the propositions that he has in this work. So he's got seven propositions. Yeah, I know what kind of propositions he's into. <laughs> what? Proposition one. I want to have sex <laughs> in a closet <laughs> with me, Ludwig Wigenstein or whatever the fuck my name Wigenstein. is. Wigenstein. Mr. Wiggs. Mr. Wiggs. Yeah, this guy's Mr. Wiggs. The ultimate wig snatcher. He's the ultimate. Oh my God, this guy, this guy snatched snatched wigs. so many wigs and spilled tea, sis. Okay, so you ever say that? Spill the tea, sis. Spill that tea, sis. Okay, so here's what's going on. Why? Why is it called spilling tea? Because I think it has to do with that Kermit meme. Where yeah, he's sipping tea. but he's not. But he's sipping tea. He's not spilling it. I don't know where he's. I don't know why he's spilling it. I don't know why it's tea. These are two old white men talking about <laughs> black Twitter memes. Well, you're only half. Yeah, but I'm. I'm not the half that knows about this shit. I'm the. I'm. I'm the half that goes ah and plays conjunto music with like 19 of his cousins. <laughs> it's not black Twitter half me. No. <laughs> um. Well, you know what? I'll I'll look into this. Okay, hold on. Let me finish this thought because it's kind of important. All right. Okay. So the first proposition. So you know you notice how they were numbered, right? Yeah. One point. Blah 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 blah. So the full thing is seven propositions. There's a one. There's a two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven. Okay. Seven eleven. Seven eleven. So the one proposition one. The very first sentence of the book is the world is all that is the case. Whoa. Okay. <clears throat> it's very simple. All he's saying is. Everything that matters is the goddamn world. Baby. Yeah, the world. Is, the world is the only thing that we can talk about, right? Okay. Which kind of makes sense. It's like it's the world. That's the that's the thing that faces us every day. Would you say that you're fed up with this world? I'm fed up with this world. I'm fed up with this world. comma world. <laughs> How the room fucking rules. Yeah, I haven't. I know it's sort of hack to be like, oh, my favorite bad movie is The Room, but it is so good. All right, well, anyway, so the last proposition. I feel like I'm sitting on an atomic bomb waiting for it to go off. <laughs> the last proposition. The proposi person only seeing that guy's in. What? All right, you done talking about The Room? Yeah, I like The Room. Sorry. It's a, it's, I was going to say it's a good movie, but it's not. No, it's horrible. <laughs> Everything about it is bad. Okay, look. Literally, there's literally not one good moment in that movie where you go, now that's filmmaking. I bet if Wittgenstein saw The Room, he would he would kill himself. <laughs> like, I think I think that would have done it. I think that would have done it. I think he would have. I think he, he, here's what I think would happen. Wittgenstein would have sat down politely and quietly watched the entire thing, 
not saying a word, and then he would just walk out into traffic and then get hit by a bus. World War One didn't break him, but no. <laughs> Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> okay, the seventh proposition. Lisa so much. The last proposition yeah. is, uh, is probably one of my favorite lines in all of philosophy, and I, I almost want to get it tattooed. Wow. I want to get a tattoo of it. It's Maybe you should start getting a tattoo. You, you don't have any tattoos. I don't have. I have zero I have tattoos. Two. So fuck you. You know what's really lame? I kind of, <laughs> for a while, I entertained this thought of having, from the Tractatus, Proposition 1 on one bicep and Proposition 7 on the other. Oh, that's actually pretty funny. <laughs> you should so, do that. So the first one is the world is all that is the case. That's the first proposition. The, the seventh proposition, which is the last one of the book. And that's the only one that's not numbered. So all of them are like 1. 1.1, 1.112, 1.11, whatever. Oh. The seventh one is the only one that stands by itself, and that's the end of the book. I wonder why. Okay. Um, it's uh, The book is, uh, or the, the proposition is, uh, whereof we cannot speak, thereof one must remain silent. Oh, okay. Okay, so he's basically saying. Oh, wow. So he's basically saying, hey, Pat, shut up. Kind of. But he's also saying shut up to all of academic philosophy. Because what he's saying is that with the first one, he's saying the world is all that is the case. The facts of the world are the only things that we can talk about. Everything that is not a fact of about the world, we can't talk about it, and therefore we must remain silent about it. Okay, And a lot of people misinterpreted this, especially these group of philosophers in Vienna called the Vienna Circle. They Holy basically, shit. Yeah, they basically like Bond villains. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah it kind of does sound like Bond villains. Hello, Mr. Bond. You know what's we really are crazy? the Vienna Circle. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> so the Vienna Circle. So one dude in the Vienna Circle got murdered. What? <laughs> yeah. By who? Uh, this guy. Did he mo- solve the mystery? Yeah, they solved it. Oh, yeah. Who was it? It was this anti-Semite who. Son of a bitch. <laughs> this anti-Semite who murdered this guy named Moritz Schlick. Who is uh, what? <laughs> his name is Moritz Schlick. Moritz Schlick. Moritz. 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 Yeah. Moritz That's Schlick. That's a Moritz. That's a Moritz. <laughs> when you get murdered, when you are a murderer. No, he's not the murderer. He was the oh. victim. When you're getting killed by an anti-Semite. <laughs> That's a Morris. Yeah. Schlitt. <laughs> you know what's funny? What? Actually, not funny at all. Oh, no. But ho- horribly fucking uh, sad and pointless. Uh, Moritz Schlick wasn't even Jewish. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> he was a German Protestant. And he got it murdered by this. like a Jewish name. Yeah, but he got murdered by this guy who thought he was <laughs> thought he was Jewish. Either he thought he was Jewish or he blamed him for facilitating Jewish philosophy wow. in, in Austria. Uh, but we can get into that in another episode. But sure. basically, this circle called the Vienna Circle, they interpreted... First of all, they considered his book, the Tractatus, as almost like a religious text. <clears throat> but they misinterpreted it. They thought that what he was talking about was the only like philosophically uh, meaningful things we could say are things about the world... And therefore, like scientific uh, statements, statements about like gravity or chemistry or or pussy or whatever. Yeah, sure. Um, But what Wittgenstein, what a lot of people say, and I sort of agree with this, what a lot of people say is that uh, he wasn't so much like carving out this space, this logical space as the things that philosophy is supposed to talk about. Philosophical safe space. It's kind of, yeah, sort of. He's the thing about it, Ben, is that we need more safe spaces. Yeah, fine, sure. That's not what he was saying, really. I never feel safe. Okay. <laughs> I never feel threatened, but I never feel safe. If that so, makes sense. 
No, it, that actually doesn't really make sense. Well, so that's <laughs> welcome so, to my life. <laughs> okay, we're almost done here. I swear. <laughs> so, but the interesting point I want to drive home is what he's saying. What Wittgenstein is saying is that the things that you can speak about are actually things that are very fairly non-controversial and therefore not very meaningful. Um, they're or not meaningful, but they, they are meaningful, but they're only meaningful in a way that it's like it's not very interesting. It's like water is H2O or two plus two equals four or, uh, you know, the Battle of Hastings was in 1066. Like these are all facts about the world that are like fairly straightforward and like they're either right or wrong. Right. And so he says that these are the these are the, the questions that are covered by science and philosophy. And then everything outside of this realm are things that philosophy can't address. Uh, but these are the meaningful questions that philosophy has been trying to address. Yeah. This is how he says that he solves the problems of philosophy. He doesn't so much as solve them. He just says that they don't make sense in our language and they can't be answered in that way. Therefore, they can't be answered in that way. So that means all of these questions like what is time? What is the nature of God? Uh, do we have free will? Um, is there a way to act ethically? Um, you know, what are the what are the virtues that make someone a good person? These questions lie outside the scope of philosophy. And they don't make sense. So he says that there's these two types of like statements. There are statements that are uh, that are sensical. And that's like, you know, uh, the speed of the, the, the speed of a bullet is like, you know, what, whatever, 1800 miles per second or something like that. It's pretty fast. It's pretty fast, right? But that's like something that's you know, quantifiable. Ben, you actually, can measure it. That's actually where they get the phrase faster than a speeding bullet from. Yeah, yeah, I bet. I bet, yeah, they. You mean speakers of English? Well, you know. <laughs> things all come from somewhere. Yeah, right. But when when King Tim looks like such an idiot. He always he, does. He just like, I think he just chewed his foot too hard, and then he... And then he shook his head at it. It was really weird. Tim was such a fucking moron. Tim. He doesn't know his own name. Fucking idiot. Well, the he kind of stopped. He kind of stopped when I, when well, I said he heard, it. Because he heard you say something. Like, the thing about Tim is that Tim the Cat uh, is owned by my uh, mentally psychotic roommate, Victoria. And uh, as a result, uh, he's insane. And sometimes... <laughs> So when he he doesn't know his name, like so if you go, hey, Tim, and he just doesn't respond. And even though I know he doesn't know his name, when I see him not respond, I'm like, you fucking bitch. Like, I get so mad. I'm like, you know your name. Yeah. Now he's just licking his own ass. Hey, check this out. Uh, a Jewish grandfather <laughs> takes his grandchildren to the beach. They're playing in the sand when suddenly a massive wave comes and it pulls the smallest grandson out into the water. Okay. Panicked. The grandfather prays to God. Oh, God, please bring him back. Please let him live. <laughs> Suddenly, an even bigger wave bursts out of the ocean, setting the little boy down right at his grandfather's feet. Oh. He scoops him up into a hug. Then he stares up at the sky and says, he had a hat. <laughs> I've heard that one before. That one's a good one, yeah. <laughs> these jokes, man, these fucking jokes rule. Yeah. Um, An elderly Jewish man faints and is rushed to the nearest hospital. A nurse tucks him into bed and says, Mr. Schwartzman, are you comfortable? Schwartzman replies, I make a living. 
Yeah, okay, that's pretty good. Okay, so <laughs> let me wrap this up. We're almost done. Okay, so he, uh, so Wittgenstein, uh, he basically relegates all the most interesting questions of philosophy to outside of philosophy. Yeah. And he says that they just don't make sense. He said he calls them nonsensical. And he says that just because he's calling them nonsensical doesn't mean that they're not interesting or compelling to us. Sure. Right. Like we obviously think about these things. We think about whether we have free will or not. We think about the nature of God, the nature of time, uh, you know, the, the nature of our own identities, yeah. things like that. Um. But he basically says that these are all just confusions of our language. Okay, so he he kind of is <laughs> pleased with himself after this. Uh, he gets his doctorate after he tells his people after he tells Bertrand Russell and G. E. Moore, who are like these like paramount figures in Brit in British philosophy, tells them, "Don't worry, <laughs> I know you'll never understand it." They arguably do not. <laughs> of course they don't. <laughs> and still give it to him. They still give him his uh, his PhD, and then he. Goes out and beats children in the Austrian countryside, and then <laughs> <laughs> what a sentence! I guess that really does sum up, sum up the situation. Yeah, yeah. So they just beat the fuck out of some kids in the Austrian countryside. Yeah. Countryside. Okay, and so he gets he gets in trouble. So he goes and kind of like kind of works for his sister, where wherein he designs a masterpiece of modern architecture as her house. Um, all of the contractors who work with him describe him as onerously difficult oh, God. to work with. I cannot even begin to imagine. But that must have fucking sucked. But so bad. Yeah. But here's the here, yeah. So here's one example, one anecdote about this is that they had like designed these doorways or whatever, uh, and like the you know. Or uh, just like decorated with like this like modernist like streamlined Bauhaus looking things or whatever, and everything looked great. And he thought that they looked fantastic. And he was like, "Thank God, thank you for doing this hard work." And then he walked through one of these doorways, and then he kind of like got this itch on his neck, and he's like, "Fuck, I don't like this. I don't know why I don't like this." And then he realized, "Oh, all of these doorways needs to be raised up by one centimeter." <laughs> and, and all the contractors are like. Like you can't be fucking serious, and he's like, "If you don't, if you don't do this, I'm not gonna pay you." <laughs> and so they raise it one centimeter, and guess what? It brightened the room. It made the house. He was right. He was right. <laughs> like he was right. It made the house like demonstrably better. Now here's the deal. I guarantee you that made those contractors even more angry. The fact that <laughs> yeah. he was correct. They're like, "Oh, this motherfucker!" Like he, damn it. Yeah. I, yeah. It sucks when someone corrects you like that. And you're like, all right, I guess. Yeah, it's like that seems thing. arbitrary and bullshit. And it's not. And yeah. you are just like, well, all right, this fucking guy knows better than me. He learns something new every day. It's, it is now a, a masterpiece of modern architecture. Wow. Okay. So that's just a hobby he had. That's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then, but basically he was sort of like, um, you know, chomping at the bit about getting back to philosophy because he started to realize, too, with all the spare time on his hands, that he didn't actually solve the problems of philosophy <laughs> with this one book <laughs> with seven sentences in it. He was like, oh, no, there's way more to be said about this. So he goes back to Cambridge, right? He texts Bertrand Russell. Uh, Bertrand Russell gives him a fellowship at Cambridge. He comes back and he, he becomes a lecturer and then a full professor. He teaches these classes, these seminars that people flock to where he basically just kind of uh, <laughs> paces around angrily. <laughs> 
<laughs> at himself. Like he's like he's a piece of shit and like really fucking angry and and like yells at other people, but he's also like just as mad at himself because oh, okay. he can't solve these problems. He's one of those he's one of those people. Oh, okay. He's very very demanding of himself. Hmm. Um, which is also why he kept threatening to kill himself because he's like I can't get this one thing right. And they're like, look, you don't have to kill yourself because you don't solve this. 2000 year old problem ludwig yeah take like, a nap take a nap <laughs> take a fucking nap hey, Ludwig, eat something <laughs> i guarantee you'll feel better yeah. just eat something so have a nosh i mean that's 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 kind of how he ends up he does i would argue he does end up killing himself because the amount of stress he puts on himself i i would argue ruined his fucking prostate <laughs> <laughs> and that's what he ultimately dies of. He dies of prostate cancer. But in his last years, uh, just wrap up with this, he starts working on this next book, his next major work, which is called The Philosophical Investigations. And that's published posthumously. But the main thesis of this book is he rejects, basically he, he tears to shreds the Tractatus in the second work. He keeps referencing it as, as like it's wrong. Like, and he always says it in the third person, too, which is really weird. He's like, this one philosopher wrote this book called The Tractatus, and it was totally misguided <laughs> in this book that he wrote. Um, but uh, the main thing that he comes up with is that the the meaning of a word or the, the meaning of language comes from the use of words and that uh, there are meaningful sentences that can be said about, like, God or time or whatever, but they're just not of the same type as like scientific sentences, like, you know, uh, uh, oxygen causes metal to rust or, uh, you know, f uh, oxygen burns at this many degrees or, uh, you know, the cloaca of a bird, you know, evolved from this fucking other animal or whatever, you know, like these are like facts about the world, but things like, does God exist? Um, you know, does time exist? Or is time an illusion? Are we living in a simulation? Things like that. Um, I certainly hope not. Yeah. So he says that these are not questions that can be answered in the same way that scientific questions are answered. But that's where we get the problems in philosophy is that a lot of these questions are being asked with the expectation of getting a scientific answer from them. But that's not how philosophy works. He actually comes up with this very interesting idea of how Philosophy is more of a therapeutic exercise where you have to work out the kinks in our language. And you're not going to solve these questions because there is no answer to the questions. You have to kind of finesse the question itself because the question doesn't make sense in the first place. So the three Jewish mothers <laughs> are sitting on a bench arguing over whose son loves her the most. The first mother says... You know, my son sends me flowers every Shabbos. You call that love? Said the second mother. My son calls me every day. That's nothing, says the third woman. My son is in therapy five days a week, and the whole time he talks about me. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. So a group of people standing on a subway platform, an American, a Russian, and an Israeli. A reporter approaches and says, excuse me, can I get your opinion about the meat shortage? What's a shortage? Says the American. What's meat? Says the Russian. What's excuse me? Says the Israeli. 
I don't know why, but there's nothing I love. Israelis are so fucking rude. Well, I don't know. I don't know (laughs) anything about that. I I get it, but I love Jewish jokes. I don't know what it is. I don't. That's just something. Israelis are so fucking rude. Really? (laughs) Yeah, they're really rude. Huh? Well, one of of them's Wonder Woman, so you better fucking watch what you're saying, bitch. Well, whatever. She can be rude to me all all she wants. Gal Gadot is so hot. I'm sorry. She can uh, catch me in her yellow whip. Yeah, any day she can catch whip. me if she can. Um, so she how do we wrap this can. fucking shit up? Okay, well, let me just wrap this up then. So <laughs> the the last main thing about him is uh, he also kind of comes up with this idea of forms of life. Uh, it's a major idea in his philosophy. He basically says that when we're conducting philosophy or when we're doing anything with language language doesn't necessarily map onto the world the way he says in the tractatus language uh is more language is a very it's like it's kind of like a toolbox that has a lot of different uses one of the major uses that we have of it is describing the world like you are sitting across from me yes i am is sitting in that black chair like, yes, he is. This is like very simple descriptive language language that we're using. But then there's also like jokes that the jokes that you're telling, right? Or when we're praying, or when we are like screaming at each other. <laughs> when does that ever happen on the show? Yeah. Uh, or um, like you know, uh, political language, rhetoric, things like that. These are all different ways of using language that don't match up with how the world works. Yeah. Right. Uh, like sometimes we're just fucking straight up lying to each other sometimes we're lying in legitimate ways you know sometimes we lie to each other in ways that we both accept we both know that we're both lying to each other yeah those are but always it's like, the weirdest those are always the weirdest but it's like so you can't argue that language maps exactly onto the world which is what he was arguing in the tractatus he says that he, he's kind of negating his own previous work and saying language is actually a much more multifarious uh, tool than we give it credit for and we can't limit it to saying oh a meaningful sentence in our language only refers to the facts about the world yeah most of our language and this is where the confusion and philosophy comes up a lot is we have to just be clear about how we're using our language at given moments like if i'm telling you a joke right obviously like the, it's not mapping onto reality uh, in the way that you would say if I was like reporting from a news from a news article or something like that. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of his main point. And so that's why he sort of gets he he's sort of understood to be one of the first people to really make that uh <laughs> excuse me. That admission. And a lot of people get really pissed off at him though for saying that there is really no such thing as a as an actual philosophical conundrum or a philosophical problem. He says that it's really just a confusion of language, which and this, I swear, this, I'll wrap this all up. So this is where we get to a very, very famous scene that happens. Is that scene in Pulp Fiction at the end? Which where one was that one? Sam Jackson is talking about how he's trying to be the shepherd. Is that the famous scene you're talking about? No. <laughs> it's a pretty famous scene, though. I know. It's a very famous scene. So this is a very famous... <laughs> He's screaming, eagling. Yeah. Um, so there's this really famous scene that happened between Ludwig Wittgenstein and it, it was in 1946. <laughs> Ludwig Wittgenstein and this other philosopher named Karl Popper. 
Which I need, like, <laughs> dude, I was in goddamn Flukerville for a gig tonight, uh-huh. and I was driving back. I tried to take a picture of it, but it didn't really come out too well. I saw this uh, like strip mall, and I don't know why this was the case, but there was. I was driving home at night. The world was, was the case. What? Nothing. And it was um. What happened was there was this goddamn sign that had those like electronic or electric letters. You know what I mean? Like when you see things that's open. Yeah. It's electric letters, and, and it said and it was bright blue, and it just said pop. <laughs> and I laughed so hard. <laughs> okay. So this guy, Carl Popper. Carl Pop- Popper? Yeah, Pop that Daddy. Is, Pop Daddy Extraordinaire. Uh, <laughs> Carl Popper. His name is Carl Popper. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. So they were having this argument. They had these like these meetings in Cambridge called the the, the Moral Society, I think it was called. What? Or the Moral Philosophy Society. I can't remember what it was called. It was the Moral Something Society. <laughs> Which is just don't just it's, it's lame, but <laughs> but they would host these talks where they would invite visiting professors or the visiting philosophers. Society. Hold on, well, uh, not until this thing happened. This was a fucking wild night. Like you, you should really? bought. Yeah, you would have wanted to the buy long tickets. Night? The li- the night of the long knives. Um, well, I said long. Well, okay, I said long night, like Game of Thrones. So then you brought, <laughs> you had to bring up, you know, <laughs> a Nazi World thing War too. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, man. All right, keep going. <laughs> okay. Well, these two... Kind of like two... Ninja Turtles. Yeah, also Nazis. Yeah, also right. Crystal Knock. Cool. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Okay. So, Wittgenstein and this guy Popper, Karl Popper, got into an argument. Karl Popper. Okay. They were arguing whether or not there are such things as philosophical problems. Wittgenstein says no. Ph- philosophical problems are really just confusions of language. And this guy, Karl Popper, was actually saying, no, there are such things as philosophical problems. Yeah. And they got into this into this discussion where within the, the argument, they were arguing whether or not there were actually like ethical principles that exist objectively, kind of. Right. And so Wittgenstein was getting so mad at this guy, Karl Popper, that he took this was like, you know, in one of these rooms in, in Cambridge, there's like a fireplace. Right. An active fireplace where they have like a fire. Uh, so he took this flaming hot poker out of the fire and he's like waving it in front of this guy's face, like an inch in front of his face. And he goes and he challenges him. He says, name one moral principle that like objectively exists. And the other guy says, uh, OK, that's easy. Do not wave flaming hot pokers in a visiting professor's face. <laughs> and then <laughs> Wittgenstein lost his shit. And he like threw the fucking poker down, and he like stormed out of the room. Okay, I'll like say just this. cussing the dude out, cussing the dude out in German. Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it probably took their words are so long. It probably took forever. He probably like stick his yeah. head back in. Yeah. So wait, and then real quick. So there's this last little, little bit where one of the professors that was like sort of Wittgenstein's ally, like is craw- crawls crawls toward the poker <laughs> to try to like get it away, <laughs> get it away from him. Good lord! And like put it back in the fire so it won't do any more damage. Yeah, where it belongs. Yeah, and then uh, finally, this this last thing because I just thought this was really funny. That professor's name, his name is this guy named John Wisdom. <laughs> okay, right. And so, <laughs> I don't know if you'll like this or hate this, but this other guy, John Wisdom, he was a lecturer in philosophy, and sometimes <laughs> if a student was late. If a student was late to his lectures, he would like stop the whole 
class, and then you'd ask him, are you looking for philosophy, or are you looking for wisdom? Because his name is John Wisdom. <laughs> that is so tight. <laughs> that fucking rules so hard. What a thing to do. Yeah, I just embarrass the shit out of him. <laughs> but that's it. That's that's Ludwig Wittgenstein. Well, that fucking sucks, but yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I don't like it. That's very, I, I'll say this, Ben, that I don't consider myself a very tough person. Uh-huh. I'm not like a badass. But if a fucking philosopher stuck a goddamn poker in my face, <laughs> I would beat the shit out of him. <laughs> I would win. I know I'd win. I know I can kick this guy's ass. Yeah, you probably could. If he's a hot yeah. poker. Hey, how about study this? Also. Me kicking you in the dick. Oh. Uh, I'll kick you in the dick. Okay. Your penis. Your dick is not safe when I'm around, so I'll kick it. <laughs> the land of the unsafe dicks. <laughs> okay, so quick segment, or, or one of our more famous segments. Did he smash? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe. <laughs> what do you mean? He <laughs> did. It's not known whether he smashed with a woman. Really? He might most likely was gay really probably was gay wow probably was a gay man his best friend this guy named david pinsent david david <laughs> if you know it my david you'd be nowhere if it wasn't for my david yeah. sucking your dad every year 51 <laughs> you knew then Just and you said nothing <laughs> <laughs> his friend david pinsent who he was a he, he like <laughs> took him out on trips all the time. They were like always hanging out. Yeah. They're like fucking two peas in a pod. Like you and me. And then when that guy died, so David Pinson died before Wittgenstein did. <laughs> Wittgenstein says, with his death, he took half of my life with him. <laughs> and then he goes, the other half will be taken by the devil. <laughs> oh, you know, this guy was a practicing homosexual. He was a, yeah, he was probably a practicing homosexual. No big deal. Yeah. So one time, uh, Ben, uh, there was this boss, Mr. Anderson, okay? Yeah. Mr. And Anderson. Mr. Anderson. He uh, called this guy into his office, Chaim mm. Yankel. <laughs> <laughs> All right? Okay. And then uh, he goes, it has not escaped my attention, Anderson uh. pointed out, that every time there's a Yankees home game, you have to take your aunt to the doctor. You know, you're right, sir, exclaimed Chaim Yankel. <laughs> I didn't realize it. You think she's faking? <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, real quick. What is you... it about the Jewish culture, do you think, that compelled it to become funny? Um, 5,000 years of torment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some something has to shine a ray. Of I guess it's kind of like you know, how, like there's, there's a lot of comedians who they become comics, and a lot of them have like unhappy childhoods. Yeah, I feel like that's like black comics are very funny too. The Jews, <laughs> yeah, just as a religion, they had a very unhappy childhood. The first, <laughs> yeah, several thousand. Um, and not that black people are religion, but them too. Yeah. Well, so they had some problems. You know what's funny? I didn't know, or I did know this, but I. So two things about The Simpsons that I think is really funny. Yeah. One is that <laughs> the actual content. The actual content, but also well, at, at first. Like some of the some of the Easter eggs, like <laughs> fucking uh Krusty's middle name is Schmoikel. Yeah. 
Schmoichel. <laughs> Herschel. His name is Herschel. Schmoichel Krzysztofski. <laughs> that and then also Milhouse's middle name is Mussolini. Is it? Yeah, did you know that? No. Yeah, his name is Mo- Milhouse Mussolini Van Houten. I love that episode <laughs> where he, he raises eyebrows suggestively, and yeah. then and then Skinner goes, Milhouse, lower those eyebrows. And he lowers one of them, and he goes, the other one. <laughs> I also love that episode where Homer like keeps finding out secrets, and he's like, oh, let's tell Krusty. And then... Um, they tell Crust. Oh, oh it's, it's one where he finds out that Apu is cheating on his wife, uh-huh. and like Marge tells him, he goes, "Oh, let's tell Krusty," and then just cuts to them like at his house, <laughs> and he goes, and then Homer tells them, and he goes, "That's terrible, all those kids." <laughs> and he looks real sad, and then he just goes, "I think he's building up to something big." And then later on, he goes, "Oh, let's tell Krusty," and then Marge is like, "I keep telling you, like in, on the inside, he's a very unhappy man." <laughs> The other one too is uh, Millhouse when he passes that note to to Nelson uh, from Lisa that goes, "Guess who likes you?" So so Nelson oh, yeah, goes, Nelson goes, Nelson goes, "Guess who likes you?" And he looks back at his Millhouse is smiling, smiling, waving, <laughs> fluttering his fingers, and raising his eyebrows, and then it just cuts to Millhouse in in an ambulance. In an ambulance, yeah. <laughs> And then Lisa's like, oh, Milhouse, I'm so sorry. And then the paramedic is like, he can't hear you. His ears are packed with gauze. Oh, man. <laughs> ah, the Simpsons. Yeah. What a world. Well, anyway. Ben, I feel like we've we've truly learned something today. And I feel like our listeners are all the more Furious. better for it. <laughs> or they're very angry. It's hard yeah. to tell with these people. It's hard to tell. Well, I, I hope everyone learned a little bit more about Ludwig Wittgenstein. I think we did. <laughs> Willie Lipschitz. <laughs> oh, Ludwig, Louis the Wigs. <laughs> Louis the Wigs. Yeah, the wig snatcher. Uh, if you want to see, uh, hear us snatch some more wigs, again, we have our Patreon f- as low as $5 a yeah. month. Patreon! You know, some people have said that they'd like to donate some money, but they... They can't afford five dollars a month, which you know make makes sense in this economy. In this economy, in this economy. But uh, <laughs> also, I've, I never know how the economy is going. I just whatever. But uh, one, fine. if you want to uh, donate, there's well, there's one tier where you can donate a dollar or two dollars or I something. I think it's two dollars. So yeah. if you want help, you won't get an episode, but you'll you can help us out. A yeah. Bit. If you want to just do if that, some people do that. Yeah, some people do that. I don't give a shit. Yeah. But uh, don't know why you could just do five dollars and get the extra episode. Well, I don't know. Well. I, I mean, know. I don't know. It's up to you guys. Whatever you want to do. Yeah, do whatever you want, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> but again, if we get 60 Patreon subscribers, and it doesn't matter how much money we're making, 60 subscribers, I'll record a five-song tribute to Death Cab for Cutie. <laughs> I can play a lot of instruments, Ben. I'll record the whole thing myself. Okay, I'll, I'll get maybe Victoria will sing backup vocals or something. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be kind of fun. Okay. So. If you want to do that, then that's fine. I I cannot help you with that. Yeah, I, I know. Have, I'm I have, ben, ben, I'm well aware. Okay, good. That's just so we are on the same page. I do not have any musical talent. I know. I barely listen to music. I know, Ben. <laughs> it's confounding, but I'm I've accepted it as part of one of your quirks or whatever. But uh, anyway, you can Flaws. also flaws. It's you, a fatal flaw. It's a character flaw for sure. <laughs> uh, uh, you can find us on Twitter.com. I am at Pat Dean on Instagram or the IG as the children are calling it. I'm at Dean Man P. Uh, ben is on Instagram and Twitter under the same 
Sorbuquet. Sorbuquet. That's what I said. Close. At Gristleporn. G R I S T L E P O R N. It just, make, it just makes you think of a dessert when I say it like yeah, that. Yeah, it kind of did. Yeah. It sounds <laughs> I delicious. I want some sorbet now. I, I, could, I always want sorbet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so go ahead and do that. Um, let me think. By the time this episode comes out, we'll probably have one more uh, lower inside of Cap City. If you live in Austin, <clears throat> excuse me, come out to that. If you just want to come watch and you live here, you can just get in for free. Shoot me a message on one of those platforms. Um, oh, yeah. Another thing is that uh, if you do, if you are a Patreon subscriber, you can get into free anytime you want to the Velveeta Room downtown. Or any gig I do, I'll Velvet- just get you in. The Velveteen Room. The Velvet. I'm the Velveteen Badass. So uh, <laughs> if you want to come see me do live comedy, and who wouldn't want that? <laughs> Shoot me a message, you pricks. Uh, let's see what else. I, I guess that's about it. Uh, as thank you again for listening. If you have time, write us a five-star review on the iTunes. I don't think we've had one in a while, so that would uh, greatly help us out. I think uh, we got one sort of recently. One, uh, one is just, I'm begging you, and then it says, no more free birds. <laughs> well, I'm not sure what that means, but... Yeah, anyway. I don't really get it. Yeah, well, I don't get why you wouldn't want that, but anyway. So, uh, as always, keep on thinking hard. Uh, the sea is a bastard, my friends, and if you're not Catholic, you're going to hell. Here's Freebird.
a bird.